For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to our Friday show. Um, if you've tuned in at all, you know that we are speaking with uh, Dr. Walt Mueller, uh, president of Center for Parent Youth Understanding, and we've been talking about the topic of pornography, talking about dealing with students, uh, dealing with parents, uh, dealing with uh, youth workers, uh, how we can approach this topic, how we also deal with this as, as fellow strugglers. And, and really, um, uh, the question for today was just kind of, advice on, uh, you know, is there a, a point at which we would encourage uh, those in ministry to step down uh, because of this struggle? Uh, and to be very uh, candid, uh, you know, Walt and I did discuss a little bit uh, during uh, the episodes, and, and we really struggled on uh, what to say and uh, what kind of counsel to give, and just uh, really some of the struggle is we know every um, church discipline case and issues is different in every church as we've talked about you know church cultures being different and how each church handling this issue is going to handle it differently and you know we got into a little bit yesterday on kind of grace-based churches and law-based churches and being cautious of that Um, and so without a doubt Walt and I would both say yes of course there is a point at which um, a youth worker uh, be they ordained or unordained should step down uh, if this is a a huge, uh, you know, just struggle, daily struggle, definitely weekly struggle, just ongoing issue. Um, that there, there would be a point at which we would say they should um, step down. But us really wrestling and struggling with, okay, at what point would that be? Because there's so many nuances and things to to think about. But something that uh, Walt and I just kind of shared as we're, we're talking is, you know, this this is an issue for churches, and uh, we're going to see more and more pastors who are struggling with this. Um, struggling behind the scenes. So, well, you want to react to that a little bit, and then we'll, we'll just kind of uh, go uh, in that direction. Yeah, I think each case is is going to be different, and each case is going to need to be handled differently because each case is different. And then you have, as we talked yesterday, each local church is different in terms of their particular bent and how they handle things. And so let me say it this way. I, I think that if you have an issue... You are going to need counsel, and you are going to need discipline. And I guess what I would advise people is to submit to discipline and let the discipline process play out. And the reason I would say that is that I think our inclination is to run from discipline rather than to embrace discipline, and I've seen that happen uh, both ways. I've seen youth workers who have engaged in things that, Um, of a sexual nature that shouldn't have happened who they start to blame others and they and they jump ship and they're never afforded the the beauty of an opportunity to sit under discipline and be restored Um, so I've seen that but but on the other side then I I've seen those who have and even though it's difficult and our inclination may be to run from it I think we need to embrace it so 
That would be a general statement. But then I would stretch this out even further, John, and say that it's not just issues of pornography that might disqualify us from ministry. I, we tend to to rank our sin, and, and I know people remind us of this, and I think it's an important reminder to hear that when you go into the New Testament and you read about, you know, these litanies or lists of sin that the Apostle Paul might mention or Jesus might talk about, you know, you see sexual things included in that, but there are other things as well. And that does not diminish the depth of, um, you know, sexual sin or the, 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 you know, the badness of that. I think what it does is it increases or should increase our awareness of the depth and the badness and the, the depravity associated with many of these other things. And so I'll just say, here, here's for me, okay, so I'm in a unique situation in that I run a ministry, and for 30 years now, uh, I've been standing up in front of people to talk about youth culture. And what I, my prayer has been is that if my passion decreases, you know, I realize it's time to get out. And typically when your passion decreases, it's it's because you're you're not thinking about what you should be thinking about when you're standing there talking. You're not focused on that. You're thinking about the next thing. And the next thing is what you're going to move on after you're done with your duty. And your next thing now that gets you excited is what's become your passion. And typically that's some form of idolatry. And that varies from person to person. So... And, and look, I, I get that this comes and goes in waves as well. Uh, I'm not sure how to apply that to the issue of pornography, but there are times where your passions are less and your, your uh, diversions that you run to are greater, and use that as a warning sign and get back. But I've always prayed, and I understand that if my passion dissipates and it disappears, it's time for me to, to move on. So... I would say the way to apply that to pornography is if you're thinking about pornography as opposed to thinking about the things of the Lord. Um, and, you know, you, you would like it to like drug addiction. You know, you're thinking about your next hit. Um, you, you've got an issue and you, I would say there, it's time to get help and maybe get out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's where I think what, what's key maybe that we, we talked about the other day is um, pray, praying for humility. Ask, I mean, that's, that's a da dangerous thing to pray. I mean, and, and dangerous to our prideful hearts. You know, we don't want to be humbled. Uh, that hurts quite often. Um, but, but not trusting our hearts knowing what scripture says about our hearts, that our hearts are deceitful above all else and desperately sick. I mean, just thinking about the, the language there, the truth of that heart. I mean, we know Mark 7, when Jesus Christ talks about all that, you know, lists the sins that are in your heart, Walt, my heart, um, everyone who's listening to this all across the globe. Um, those who, yeah, every, everyone struggles um, and every, every heart is poisoned with sin. And so, um, yeah, uh, praying for that humility, uh, praying that um, we'll see ways in which we struggle, the idols that we're clinging to. Um, because, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, we, if, if those who are in ministry are, are covering up certain sins, and, um, you know, it, it's only a matter of time 
before they will get exposed. But then even to a greater degree, we're talking about eternity here um, and uh, eternal weighty issues. And so, um, yeah, just, just wrestling with that honestly before the Lord, uh, praying constantly, asking God to expose those idols, um, asking God to spo- expose ways in which, you know, we're uh, struggling sexually that we might be blind to. Um, I just think, yeah, that's maybe key here. Um, yeah. You know, uh, let me throw something else in here because you and I know each other fairly well and we've spent time together and we've shared time together, you know, with each other's, the four of us, with our wives. And so this will be pretty pretty much directed to the males who are listening who are married. Um, but I think everybody else could learn from it. It could apply to a, a female who's working with students as well. But I think, you know, for me... It is, and I've been reading through uh, Proverbs on, you know, a, a noble wife and truth-telling. Tim Keller's been walking me through that with his uh, devo- daily devotional on Proverbs, you know, God's wisdom for navigating life. Kind of locked in on that right now. And I am grateful for the blessing of a wife. Lisa's like this, and I know Ashley's like this. The blessing of a wife who is a wife who's willing to call you out, you know, who's not so enamored with you that they think you can do no wrong. A wife who's, we say it this way, a wife who is not impressed with you. (laughs) And I think that's a sign of a good marriage. I've been thanking God for that quite a bit because just as discipline, church discipline seeks to be diversionary when we're involved in a church system that exercises discipline i think a good wife who's not impressed with you who knows you well and you can converse with and who's willing to call you out where you need to be called out can be diversionary and take us deeper in our faith as well in ways that lead us away from sin all kinds of sin and so that seek that and value that uh in your marriage just that ability to be blunt, tell the truth, be called out, and humbly receive that. That's been awesome for me. I mean, it's been awful at times, but it's awesome as well. And, and it's taken me, I mean, I'm almost 37 years married, and it's taken me a long time to appreciate that the way that I should, and I'm appreciating it now for... Uh, greater lengths of time without interruption, if I can say it that way. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, I look at my wife and I'm just so grateful that she is who she is and she interacts the way she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, many of the people I know in ministry who tank, um, who get themselves in trouble, they don't have that. They've got wives that are you know, or spouses that are patting them on the back all the time and believing they can do no wrong. And, you know, that's that's just bad theology. Hmm. That's a bad marriage, too, I think, in some ways. Hmm. That's a lot of good wisdom, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's, um, like you said, it's it's uncomfortable, and it kind of goes back to the humility thing. Uh, sometimes we're not as a, appreciative of it when, when someone uh, calls us out and... Um, doesn't think we're the center of the universe like our heart wants others <laughs> to think, um, for sure. But I, I think, too, just maybe taking some of that as well. And uh, for for those who, who 
our single brothers and sisters out there uh, who might not have a spouse, um, you know, finding that uh, that level of friendship uh, of those who you can be very vulnerable with and open with, and um, uh, and seeking that you know that that accountability, uh, just people that will be honest with you and call you out because they love you. Because yes, it can hurt, and um, it's it's not always comfortable to confront, uh, but we need you know those deep friendships uh, in the church. And that true, I mean, we know community fellowship, I mean, that is vital to Christianity. We know being created in the image of God, we are created for community and relationship. And so looking for those types of friendships um, where you can be open and and admit struggles uh, that that are uh, very vulnerable and put you out there, but you you need to to have those uh, those friendships as people that will call you out and, and, again, guard you before you get to a point where you know, church discipline might need to take place or before um, uh, you're asked to step down. I think those are some some vital things to kind of have in place. And so I guess kind of, you know, summing those up, I mean, first and foremost, prayer before the Lord, asking for humility, um, asking for Him to expose those idols of your heart um, to having uh, those people in your life, be it a spouse, be it a close friend, um, who will get in your business. Uh, we, we Again, Walt, I think you said it earlier, we don't need to think we're above the sin or above the struggle. And so, you know, a lot of this is having things in place before it gets to that point um, are, are absolutely vital. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you totally on that. And, and again, a lot of it is get to know yourself. Get to know yourself and have other people who know you well uh, call you out, and 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 if you're seeing things in yourself that you're that you're good friends, who are accountability partners, if we want to call them that, if you're seeing things that they're not seeing, tell them what you're seeing, talk about your struggles openly, and and that's where I think the body of Christ can really function well, uh, especially for those of us in ministry. And, and let's not forget, you know, if you're if you are a messenger of the kingdom. If you're an ambassador for the kingdom, let's not forget spiritual warfare, Mm. that the enemy wants to take you out. And so you you are more prone to these things, I believe, than others. Mm. So be aware of that as well. That that is a vital point to bring up, uh, without a doubt. I mean, just the, the spiritual warfare. And that's something that... Sadly, in a lot of ways, I think we can we can downplay as Christians, and it just seems a little, um, I don't know, fam- reform sir. Yeah, 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 yes, reform. yeah. There you go. That's that's I'll good. See a demon behind every rock. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we know, obviously, if any, if you read the Bible, um, <laughs> there is a real devil. Uh, there are real demons. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we, we're warring not against flesh and blood, you know, as Paul says, and so being aware of that that reality. And it's interesting too, just in this conversation. And as I said, kind of candidly, Walt, and I didn't really know where this uh, episode of the podcast was going to go, but it's interesting how we're really kind of coming back to the ordinary means of grace, um, and we can just see how they they apply there. I mean, prayer, uh, community, uh, the Word. I mean, you talking about reading Proverbs and just. Uh, we know that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It, it's going to um, cut us to our soul. It exposes us. It confronts us. It you know, shows you the darkness of your heart. And uh, the Lord does that not to shame or guilt trip uh, because He is gracious and loving um, to ultimately point us back to His Son 
Um, so again, just, just emphasizing the ordinary means of grace and how vital they are um, for this issue. And again, going back to kind of what you said earlier about counselors as well, um, to, to go to a counselor that, that does emphasize these things too um, and not, not pushing them to the side. Uh, well, Walt, I know we're kind of drawing this to a close. Um, anything you want to say as we, we close this out? No, I, I, again, I'll just go back to what's been the theme of this, and that is that we're all sexual beings, and we've been made by God to be sexual beings. God declared our sex sexuality uh, to be a good thing. He commanded us in the garden, you know, to be fruitful and multiply, and that certainly involves sex and sexuality. Uh, but what we need to do is seek the flourishing of our sexuality, that shalom that existed in the garden, because things are... We know not the way they're supposed to be, you know, with a cultural narrative. And that affects us, not just our students. That affects us as well. So we constantly need to be, be, be preaching the gospel uh, as, it, as it relates to sexuality to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's a good word, and that's a, a good place to close for sure. Um, well, we hope those who are listening have been encouraged by this podcast, have been challenged. Uh, have uh, received some kind of practical counsel um, to move forward. Uh, We know, as uh, we said earlier, this is a constant um, issue. Our culture, uh, you know, our culture does not stop talking about sex and sexuality and and their definition of that. And so we must be uh, continuing to speak about this. Um, So it's our prayer uh, that this has been an encouragement, that this equips our brothers and sisters in Christ um, to do uh, the ministry they've been called to do. So, Walt, thanks again for sharing in this. It's been a big help. Thank you. Oh, come and buy without money. Oh, come and feast without pay. Yeah.